ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome in to the Tuesday, October 27th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We have got a lot to get into, and uh, we are going to do it one by one. First of all, coming up on the program today, I, I hope to be talking with the voice of the FIU Panthers, A.J. Ricketts. We've got a lot to get into, and it's not about the game specifically because we find out earlier today that FIU making the decision to postpone the home game against Marshall due to a lack of available scholarship student-athletes is what the release said. No makeup date has been set. The good news is Conference USA has built in a couple of weeks extra into the schedule for the championship game. Sort of a cushion. Marshall already needing a makeup date with Rice. Now will most likely need a makeup date if it can be gotten in with FIU. Here's the reason. Shortage of players because of COVID-19. The positive tests that have come back in contact tracing and some injuries as well. So it puts a damper, of course, on a lot of Herd fans' weekend because Marshall riding a high right now, 5-0, 19th in the Associated Press poll, 18th in the Amway USA Today coaches poll. Understand, it's really disappointing. Uh, the important thing here is that FIU just doesn't have a football team. They've got COVID issues. They've got contact tracing. They've got to make sure some kids are okay. They've got injuries. They don't have enough players to field a football team. So uh, the good news is Marshall was able to get a game with UMass. That's going to be on November 7th, 2.30 at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So we've got that to look forward to. It's an FBS game, of course. They're playing as an independent they are going to be in a limited schedule. They got beat by Georgia Southern on October 17th. If you uh, you follow them, 41 nothing. Yes, it's going to be. It's you know, it's a game. It Marshall needs to take seriously because FIU they lost to an FBS. They lost to an FCS. They've lost to everybody. So um, you got to take this game seriously. You have to because if not, you you might you might get beat by a team you shouldn't be beating. Doc Holliday, you've heard them talk about that, that every week somebody loses that shouldn't. And so here's another opportunity for Marshall to do what they've been doing is just focusing, really staying clean, keeping the COVID at bay, doing everything you need to do as far as the contact tracing, the social distancing, the wearing the mask, everything you need to do. So that's where we're at. It's really, this is not surprising. I was surprised the FAU game was played. That's the one that I was surprised about, but FIU's had some problems as well. So here we are with that. So we're going to talk about that with A.J. Ricketts here in the next few minutes. He's the FIU play-by-play announcer. He can give us a little bit more detail on that. Uh, Later on, we'll go over the women's schedule. It's been released in conference. It's pretty much... Not to downplay it, 
but it's a it's a mere schedule pretty much. Uh, there's a date variance with the WKU series, but for the most part, when Marshall is taking on FIU at at you know on the road, the ladies are going to be entertaining FIU. Same thing when Marshall's entertaining FAU, it's going to be Marshall women on the road at FAU. It's basically a mirror of the men's schedule. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't release this uh, all together the same day, but I pretty much uh, had this figure that, okay, whatever the men's schedule would be, for the most part, uh, conference-wise, you just reverse it. And, and that's fine. That really makes sense because, you know, you know, February 4th and 6th, the Hurts playing ODU, men's and women's basketball. You know that. Is it a good schedule? Is it a, a good way to do this? I don't know. I mean, here's the, here's the other thing is, what if, say, for example, you're going to go play at ODU and ODU can't play? You lose two games right there. I mean, right off the bat, you lose two games. Not, okay, FAU can play, FIU can't play, so you, you get to keep one of those if you usually make that road swing. You know, Western Kentucky, I mean, that's fine because that's a home and away series, and if that's your travel partner. You can always work a way to figure that out. I mean, you're going to have some open dates built into the schedule. I mean, same thing. You're going to have to make up two of these games. So if North Texas can't play, you know, you've lost two games. But in the same time, you're trying to limit exposure, and I completely understand it. I still know if this was the best way. It's not terrible. It's different. And also, you're going to have to play the same opponent twice, and it's going to be, okay, we didn't do well the first game. What do we correct here quickly for the second game? Or, hey, we did great this first game. Okay, now we're going to have to you know, figure out what they'll be adjusting. And it's going to be a challenge coaching. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's not interesting. But it's definitely going to be a challenge, to say the least, as far as the schedule is concerned. And this is a conference schedule. But it's consistent, at least, so you know it's not all over the place. And you're going back to the system where the pod play is eliminated. I was never a fan. I I was on board trying it. Like, okay, let's try this. See what it does. But really, no, it it didn't work out. The system was just not good for what it was intended to do. The net's the new number. So you're looking at RPI, and no, the net's the number. And this pod play didn't do anything. You're trying to protect teams? Well, hey, I get it. I understand. But you win your conference tournament, you're going to get into the field of 68. Pretty much that's it. Unless you become a major power in basketball, if you get an at-large team or two, you're going to be pretty fortunate. But I don't think a voter is going to really look at this or a pollster or anyone else and go, okay, uh, you play tough against uh, your conference opponents, but they're going to look at, okay, who would you play out of conference? So what does that look like? I mean, it's not like saying Memphis goes through this conference when it was in the league, rolling and then getting upset. Memphis obviously would get an at-large bid, but it was a few and far between. We're going to talk football when we continue. A.J. Ricketts, the voice of the FIU Panthers, will be on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him about what's happening with this postponement. Later on, we will talk about what's happening on college game day. That is a story that blew up today on my social media feed. I'm sure it blew up on yours as well if you're on social. We'll talk about it 
College game day not coming to Huntington. I did not expect Huntington to be a destination for college game day. And they made a different decision that did not sit well with Thundering Herd fans. We'll talk about it when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented this hour by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You can join the program later on this hour by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877 877- 420-8255. We still got a lot to get into, but uh, we want to turn our attention back to FIU. As you heard in the first segment, FIU making the decision today to postpone the home game against Marshall. Lack of available scholarship student athletes in the release today is the reason. COVID-19, contact tracing, injuries, there's a lot of things that are not going well for FIU. And to join us on now on the program to tell us more about it, the voice of the FIU Panthers, A.J. Ricketts. And, uh, A.J., I was hoping we could just talk about the game today and get into all of that. Uh, instead, uh, we got to talk about this, and uh, I'm sure it's just been a nonstop story for you and the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it's uh, not, the first, not the first time. We've been caught by it this year. Uh, and I've come in with the mindset that uh, I don't really – so we're on the flight up to our opponents or, or they're down here. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, I think, you know, big picture, macro level, you know, the good, good the testing is doing its job. And ultimately, safety of the players obviously comes first. But uh, uh, hopefully we can get back to play UTEP next week. And, and obviously you guys are having a heck of a season, a pretty special year. and and get back and continue that as well. But, uh, yeah, really really unfortunate once again. What have been the challenges to try to keep this team COVID-free? I know each school and each program has its individual you know, method about going about this, but for the most part we're all doing the same thing, right? So what's been the big challenge here as far as trying to, to curb this? Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's difficult no matter where you are or, or what you're doing. Uh, you know, this, this is a virus that does not discriminate, and, and we've seen all around college football. Uh, obviously, many notable figures have, have been affected by it, uh, whether, you know, Power Fives or, or D5s as well. Um, really doing all the things to take precautions, and you know, one slip up or um, the, the smallest thing might get you. Um, so, you know, I, obviously, we don't place any blame on any of the players or coaches who contracts that wherever they are um this, this is tough and, and obviously we're seeing spikes all around the country right now and miami-dade county is no exception to that so um you know we're getting tested three times a week doing all we can do sometimes and that's not just enough and it's not just a positive test I, you know it's the contact tracing too that that gets a lot of teeth you know if a couple of offensive linemen get contact tracing you might you may not have an offensive line and obviously that, that compromises you know, the, the safety of your of, of your quarterback and, and whatnot so uh, you, you add contact tracing into the mix and, and injuries, and you know, it's really easy for a team to get depleted really quick. AJ, how how is Coach Davis keeping the team? I mean, I know there's a risk of losing a team. You, you have so many disappointments, and he's got to, I'm sure, pull out every trick in the book to keep these kids, you know, focused and keep them positive. You know, how how is that going right now? Because this has been an ultra disappointing season for FIU, and I won't even talk about the loss last week because those things happen. You hate it, but those things happen. This is just the ability to get back and play again, or even just play. 
Yeah, you know, as as a coach, you're, you're you know, especially with Butch, you're probably so used to having those those points in a season or, or points in a, in a stint at, at a team or, or school that you know you, nothing's going your way and you're trying to steer the ship and get guys back in the right mindset. But you no, know, it's never happened for any coach in a pandemic and, and adding that mindset to it. Um, you know, big picture. I mean, yeah, the team almost beat Liberty two points away, and Liberty's a team that's five and zero and just bumped Syracuse on the road. Um, the Middle Tennessee was a tough loss, but again, I think three points um, when we had about forty six passing yards in that game. So that nearly go two and zero without really establishing a quarterback. I think the team realized they're right there, uh, but but then when you when you're not winning, things start to cascade and avalanche a little bit, and then. You get upset, you're 0 3, and all of a sudden it's like, what's going on here? Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. I, I think obviously the injury bug has, has stinked us a little bit, and then you add this on top of it, and I think it makes a, a, a tough situation just seem kind of overwhelming uh, a little bit. <laughs> so I don't envy the challenge that Butch has right now, but all we can do is go week by week and try to get guys healthy, whether it's injury or COVID. And, uh, you know, try to try to focus a week on a time, week at a time, which I think now means hopefully getting the UTEP healthy and, and trying to get our first win of the season. But uh, yeah, it, it's an it's a motivation job unlike any that that Butch has ever had to to work with. Could it be also sort of a respite? Get some guys healthy, get some kids back where they need to be. You're not dodging anyone. You're not ducking anyone. Kids just want to go out and play. But at the same time, could it be? Uh, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but okay, this is an opportunity for this team to regroup. Yeah, I, I think I think that's 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 fair to say. I mean, yeah, we have players tweeting today, like you know, we want to play, we we want to be out there. Uh, if you ask them, they would have embraced the challenge of you know, the first ranked matchup in, in six years. You know, I, I think it's good, great that you referenced that. There's no dodging it in any case. This is, this is health and safety, and you know, certainly what comes with that is yeah, a chance to get get your feet on the ground, you know, just, just take a deep breath and uh, hopefully get some guys back on the field. Um, but you know, we had a number of starters injured in that, in that Jacksonville state game too, our number two running back. Um, so it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot. Um, and we're certainly not the only school in conference USA that's had to, to deal with this right now. And that's, a, that's another tangent to a conference USA. has got the craziest storylines going on. You see, uh, happening at Southern Miss today, having their third coach of the season. Uh, it's, it's been a wild and wacky year, and uh, you know it was interesting when we were early into all this, and you know, teams were having their their schedule canceled left and right. Paul, like we were the last team in all of FBS to have their schedule unaltered. We we still had a, our original schedule intact, and we were the only team in college football. Um, but uh, that that didn't last. That that uh, distinction didn't last too long. So UMass canceled. Uh, and then we had our first two games postponed, and and obviously the the updates and, and developments since then. But uh, yeah, disappointing. Was, was really looking forward to the playing you guy, and Marsh obviously it's been a special year for for her fans. AJ Ricketts joining us, uh, the voice of the FIU Panthers. Unfortunately, the game postponed. Are you hearing anything? I know it's too soon, but still, those are the questions that I'm already hearing on seeing on social media. When's this thing going to be rescheduled? I know it's so fluid right now. Yeah, you'd have so many games you'd like to get rescheduled, and I'm sure the conference would at least like to get this one on the books. Yeah, you know, based on my, uh, you know, my my armchair look look at it here, we, you know, UMass, 
I think ten, before UMass might have been a, a team we, we tried to schedule originally for, you know, those December weeks. But we, we had our postponement against Charlotte the other week. Uh, obviously, this one has been – it's been the press release that postponed, did not cancel. So, um, to me, you know, just taking a, a brief look at it, and uh, as I have many times been, been wrong, I could be wrong here, but just taking a, a brief glance at it um, – that first week of December may be a chance for us to, to get that game in against Charlotte. And the second week might be a chance to get this Marshall game in, and that would lead up to the third week, I think December 18th, which is which is the conference championship game. Uh, I would think Charlotte and Marshall take precedent over trying to get that UMass game in. Um, so I think it's certainly a game that, that still could be played, um, but I also might be completely wrong. So <laughs> don't, don't take me at my word for it, and I – I don't have the scoop, but it, 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 maybe maybe there is certainly a chance that that gets in with those uh, pair of free weeks in December. AJ Rick is my guest. He's the voice of the FIU Panthers. I, I guess the silver lining for you is you got a few extra days to get ready for basketball. Now you've got your charts and everything. I'm sure <laughs> working on that with a little extra time. Yeah. All right. You you would, you would hope so. Um, I'm just hoping we, we can build up a non-conference schedule. I, I think you guys might be feeling the same thing. It's tough to find power schools that, that want to play you right now and build up a non-conference schedule. We're, shoot, we're seeing more te- more conversation about you know, league-only schedules and and whatnot. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just crossing my fingers that, that we can get we can get college troops going. Um, we know the importance of that and and the, the financial revenues that March Madness brings with it. Uh, man, what 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 a tough what a tough year. You know, trying trying to get this underway. I don't I don't envy the athletic departments uh, whatsoever. But uh, I don't know, Paul. I might I might uh, I go out to the beach and toss back a cold one this week instead of working on the basketball charts. But we'll, we'll just <laughs> we're just gonna take it a week at a time. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I don't have that luxury. I can go hang out on the sandy shores of the Ohio River. You, the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what uh, that's my what I, I might have in mind. I might pencil that in on my calendar. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, though, the conference releases the schedule. And of course, Marshall and FAU and Marshall and FIU are going to be playing in January, specifically for us. Uh, January twenty first and twenty third will be at FIU. What do you think of this new format where you're playing twice? I like it to a degree. I understand it, but at the same time. I'm not sure if I'm totally on board because what if something happens similar to what's going on with football right now? Marshall and FIU lose two games right off the bat. Yeah, you know, there's there's some pro there's some pros and cons to it, and that's certainly a, a valid. Add to you know the the risk. AJ, you still with us? Your phone's breaking up just a little bit on us. Um, obviously, revenues are are drastically cut this year, so if you can save a flight uh, or anything of that kind of logistical, the potential drop of, a, of an extra game, it, it's tough. Um, you know, it's, I think it, it's an innovative line of thought. I, th- I think we're seeing more conferences kind of trending this way, at least mid-major. I don't know if we're going to see that among the power conferences, but Conference USA certainly isn't the only one that's kind of going Thursday, Saturday, same spot. I mean, selfishly, I don't I don't mind staying at the hotel the extra day instead of a five-hour bus ride in a lot of cases, <laughs> especially if we're in a fun city. 
Uh, I love getting up to West Virginia and, and seeing uh, the, the restaurants and good spots to get to. Uh, it's a different feel, you know, from the 305 in Miami and the big city. It's nice to get away in West Virginia for a little bit. I wouldn't mind a couple days up there, but uh, yeah, it's it's different. I, I see your I see your point. If you know a team gets a, a case, I might wipe out some games. I've seen, and that goes back to the line of thinking. You know, how strict is strict are the standards going to be? If you have one guy test positive, uh, the contact tracing wipe the team out for two weeks. I know basketball rosters are a lot more more thin, obviously, than football. Uh, you don't have a bunch of guys to, to replace and go down the depth chart. So you know, how, how is that going to work? Uh, I we're going to we're going to find out here real soon. Yeah, I just know basically talking to the players because we're starting to get to talk to them is they can't hang out with each other as much anymore. They can't. Uh, spend that much time for example that was given was if somebody needs a ride not necessarily now can you go give that player a ride because you got to stay away and you know they're they're wearing masks in practice so i guess it's it's even more dangerous in basketball because one case could go through and wipe out an entire team uh and you don't have a deep roster and then everybody's getting their year back so same thing with football and basketball we're going to see all these guys again so after all this is over I guess the positive for FIU is these guys are coming back. So, yeah, they're losing some things now, but they're going to get a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the thing. We might not be talking as much this year, but come, come next season, the decisions that are made and the amount of talent that's coming, that's going to be fascinating. And, again, they can come back, but the, the schools aren't you know, bound to you know, hold those scholarships. So if there's you know, a fresh, you know, freshman, incoming freshman they really want to have, you know, AJ, you still with us? Your phone's cutting out a little bit on us. No, sorry about that. That's yeah, okay. The, basically, the, the question, you know, the coaches are going to have to answer or think about how do you they want to manage their scholarships? How do they want to manage their roster? If there's a highly touted incoming freshman they want, and then there's a veteran that doesn't play as much, you know, how do you manage that situation? Um, the NCAA is allowing everybody to come back, but that doesn't mean the team needs you know needs to. So, uh, you know, that that'll be interesting. Uh, how, how that is managed moving moving forward next year, but uh, you know, hopefully, leads to a lot of talent coming back in the conference that that otherwise would not have. Joining us on the program, the voice of the FIU Panthers, AJ Ricketts. Enjoy the beach. I, I know we don't have a game Friday. You know, Saturday you already probably had your your plans in place, but Friday night at least you got the beach, right? Yeah, you know that is um, it, it, it's tough. I'll have to persevere. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll find a way to to enjoy a Friday night in Miami, but uh, Bums can't see you guys down here this weekend. But uh, hopefully the crew can uh, can make its way down here in December, and, and we can get this game in. But uh, cer- certainly impressed, Paul, by the by the season the, the Hurts having thus far. It's been been fun to watch those guys uh, that team, which obviously is full of a lot of South Florida guys. Uh, it's, it's, has the makings of a pretty cool season thus far. Yeah, those guys uh, missing the opportunity to come down. And uh, a lot of that, though, was um, they know each other. There's some trash talking. It makes it fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only bad thing was they really couldn't have seen their families and their friends uh, because, again, of everything, the protocols that are put in place. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can get this back to a normal uh, schedule where uh, we can get this game played and everybody gets to see everybody. And, of course, um, full-strength FIU uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, you know, hopefully we can have our, our you know our quarterback situation figured out by that point, and uh, 
and offer up a, a pretty good game. But, uh, yeah, let's get everybody healthy, get everybody safe, and uh, we'll, we'll, hope, we'll all be hopefully good to go come uh, Christmas time. AJ, appreciate you doing this, uh, especially with these circumstances, and I can't wait to get you back on during basketball season. Absolutely, man. You guys be well. Appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. AJ Ricketts, the voice of the FIU Panthers. When we come back, we're going to hear from Darius George, talk a little Marshall basketball. Later on, we will talk about College Game Day. It's not coming to Huntington on the 14th. I know a lot of Hurt fans were pushing for that, petitioning, social media all over the place. Where are they going? We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Basketball season about to get underway. Conference schedule begins December 31st. Non-conference schedule yet to be announced. The team in official practice capacity now. They're still wearing their masks. They're doing everything they need to do, social distancing. And Darius George spoke with us yesterday, and he talks to us about some of the challenges that they're going through, what they need to do. COVID has been a constant reminder with everything they're going through right now. And here's Darius George talking about everything they're going through as they get set for the season. Just with all this COVID stuff going on, it's just uh... – our practices and staying together as a team, just working on what we need to work on and focusing on the bigger picture. And uh, even though everything's like virtual now, like all our classes are online, most of them. So it's been, it's been a weird transition, but we still got focused on what we have in the future. When, we, when we have games, we still have to focus on it just like it was a regular season. Now I know that I went to the conference tournament uh, and, and I've told several people this. Does it feel like you all went to the CUSA tournament, and when you when you got back, the entire world had changed? Yeah, it was weird because we won our first game, and the next morning we got that call, and it was just upsetting that we couldn't play. We had to leave, and I feel like we were playing at our best at the time. So it was rough. And those few months that went by, it was just rough being home. Like being home was fun, but knowing that we were in the conference tournament and had to go on with that was a rough part of it all. And it just went by so fast, and I can't believe how it went down. But it's whatever. Has that added motivation for you now, knowing that you, you were so close or had a great opportunity? Yeah, it's, it's definitely motivation for me being a senior this year. And um, it's just like anything can happen. So, like, we just have, have to focus on during practice, have fun, don't take it for granted, and just keep doing what we do. Darius, what changes do you think uh, might – occur this season due to the pandemic? Obviously, you're practicing with a mask on, you're wearing a mask right now. What, what has that been like for you guys so far? The mask, I mean, at first it was rough, but we're all used to it now, having the mask on. It's just, it's just weird because, like, we never did this before, like, in our lifetime. And just having the mask on during practice is kind of rough, especially, like, when we sweat, that's rough. And, like, some, like at first it was hard to breathe in, but, like, like I said, we got used to it. I just hope, like, during the season, like, anything that happen, I hope we don't have to, like, wear a mask during the game, but I doubt that happens. But having a mask, it's been, it's been rough, but it's something we need to do. Curious for you personally, um, you know, if I remember back that then, you know, COVID-19 affected you and your family, you know, pretty difficult at the beginning of this stuff. How – how have you relayed that to your teammates as far as the importance of, of taking those precautions and, and really uh, 
you know, walk me through that off season of, of dealing with that and trying to keep basketball in your mind as well. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, like you said, my uncle passed away due to COVID, like right when I got home. So that was rough for me, rough for my family, rough for my mom. And uh, COVID is real, like it's serious. And like, we just have to be safe, do our precautions. And just, like I said, we we have to focus on this picture in basketball because that can go at any second. So yeah, it was rough for me, but now like, it's like I'm in a better place now where I can just focus on basketball That now that it's here. And I just can't wait for the season. I just hope everything stays the way it is. Everything's fine with me and my team. And I hope all of us stay safe. For you as well, the the does the season take on more importance because it's something you want to do as a tribute to your uncle just because of everything, how the last few months have gone? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this, like, this season, like, I'm playing because of him. He watched all my games. He came to my uh, game. He lived in Atlanta, so he always came to my games at UAB. So it'll be weird this year, like not having him here. But playing, I would be playing because of him, because this COVID, like COVID, is no joke. So that's this season will be dedicated to my uh, uncle, and we'll just see how it goes from there. How about the thought of playing without fans inside the camp? <laughs> that's gonna be weird. Like I don't. I hope that's not the case, but that's just gonna be that's gonna be crazy, cause that's that's our fan. Like we have a great fan base here, we have like great people, great students, and I don't know. I really haven't thought about that, but I hope that isn't the case at all. How do you all, Darius, get you know those younger guys up to speed, and how much more intense are practices? Just because you know that uh, one through fourteen, one through fifteen, how many ever it is, you all are gonna need everybody this year. Yeah, um, for sure. We still got David Obina. They're they're up to date. Like they're good right now. Still got some stuff to learn. But I feel like during the season, like they're gonna pick up and learn a lot more. And they're gonna they're gonna be good on the court during the game. So just pushing them through practice, pushing everybody through practice is one of my main focuses. And um, it's been going good so far. And I just can't wait for the first game to show everybody how we've been how we've been doing in practice. And I can't wait for everything else to, to settle down so we can keep on going. You're less than a month away. I mean, does it seem like it's going to take an eternity to get there? It seemed like the, an eternity since the last time y'all were playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's been so long because I feel like being home for three months, then coming back, then we had like another month off, then we came back for uh, practice. And we had like individual workouts, so that was kind of weird at first. But now like having the team together now is the best feeling ever. And I won't take, I won't take this for granted at all this year at all all because of the COVID stuff. I'm not taking that for granted. So just having everybody together now is the best feeling. Heartfelt can really, I, I mean, stuff about his family, heartfelt. Darius George, uh, we talked to him yesterday, and uh, glad we get to share that with you. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and we will tell you where college game day is going. If you're a Hurt fan, you're not going to like it. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know what's funny? I saw Mr. Hamrick at the game on Saturday. We rode up in the elevator together, and he looked at someone, I guess uh, someone he knew, and he said, Paul Swan, he's the best. So it is true. 
Welcome back. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I also gave the athletic director some business about not knowing how to push the elevator button, and he promptly informed me where my seat could be next game. And uh, ever since then, no complaints here from me. So uh, love talking to my camera kid. He's doing a fantastic job. Uh, I don't think that gets said enough. Uh, say what you will about everything that has happened, and uh, maybe you disagree or agree with some of the things that are going on. doesn't matter if it's Marshall or not. I think Marshall and Mike Hamrick's handling of this has been uh, very good, and you couldn't have asked for a better response. Unfortunately, FIU, they're dealing with the COVID problem right now, and so no game with Marshall on Friday due to the lack of really – they don't have enough players. They don't have enough bodies. And let's keep these kids safe. There's really uh, no need to play this game. It can be made up down the line. All right, totally different subject, same sport. Football, for years, we all wake up on a Saturday morning and we watch college game day. And for Marshall fans, there has been a push for a couple of years now, at least a couple of years, to bring college game day to Huntington on November 14th, the 50th anniversary of the plane tragedy. Well, those efforts did not work because College Game Day announcing their schedule, they announced a couple weeks ahead of time, where they will be going. And it's not going to be at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Now, let me preface this by saying it wouldn't have been College Game Day. It wouldn't have been the true experience that everyone is clamoring for. It more likely would have been inside Jones C. Edwards Stadium, and it would have been an empty backdrop. Corso's at his place. He's got his pool. He's got his backyard. It's it's not college game day like it used to be. It's just not. And it's a pretty festive deal, right? It's a big party. And the 50th anniversary of the Marshall plane crash is going to be very somber. So I'm thinking that maybe went through their heads as well, or maybe it wasn't even on ESPN's radar because today ESPN and Augusta National Golf Club announced that they are bringing their traditions together in a unique way, the release said. College game day set to originate from the Masters Tournament, which was postponed from its traditional April date due to the pandemic, on Saturday, November 14th in Augusta, Georgia. This is going to be broadcast from the Par 3 course the site of the Masters Par 3 contest. And so you're seeing two properties, two entities. You're seeing synergy here. You remember that corporate buzzword, synergy? So you're seeing the synergy here because, of course, the Masters is going to be on ESPN. There's going to be a big tie-in there. So the Masters for the first couple of days is going to be on ESPN. ESPN's taking advantage of this. There's going to be a lot going on with the Masters, it's going to be very different. So, college game day, the Masters. Masters just happens to be on the 14th of November. College game day, ESPN thinking, hey, this will be great. This is going to be a fantastic marketing uh, opportunity here to do game day from a golf course. If you're not going to have fans around, the golf course makes sense, right? Well, I thought that College Game Day should just be studio-based anyway this year. I mean, what's the value of sitting in an empty stadium? Unless you just want to go to the game. I don't know. You're sitting in an empty stadium 
you don't have the feel, the atmosphere. You don't have any of it. It's it's not college game day. It's some guys sitting around a socially distanced studio outside in the open air doing their studio show. And it, it never made sense to me, but that's another issue. The whole issue here is that this is more about marketing. This is more about where ESPN sees this marriage, what they can get out of this. There's going to be a lot of promotions going around with a lot of content coming out of Augusta, part of the Masters. I mean, it is a tradition unlike any other. And so here we are. And then this announcement comes out. Social media. Let me give you a hint. I'm on it. And if you direct message me or you you at me and I'm paying attention, I'm going to be on top of it. I'm going to be following you. I'm going to be talking to you. And I'm going to do all that. But um, it was super loud today on social media. And it's still super loud because there are just herd fans that are not happy about this. And they're still pushing. This is not going to change. ESPN is not going to see a petition and go, oh, you know what? We messed up. We can't do this. We got to pull out. Now, I'm sure ESPN is going to do some nice features or do something to mark the day. I would think they would. But this was this is all dollars and cents. This is all business, boardrooms, marketing, partnerships, all of that. I don't think I don't think they even have Marshall on their radar, to be quite honest. And so I don't know if I don't think it's a direct slight. But then again, You're at a golf course. Okay. Not not my first choice, but okay. That does it for this edition. Uh, we'll be back on tomorrow. We'll get your phone calls in. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Look forward to hearing from you there. Have a great evening, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.